When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Patriot Nation Podcast. All right, welcome into the Patriot Nation podcast. As always, your boy Pat Lane here with my guy, Matt St. Gene. And, uh, of course, the Patriot Nation podcast is presented to you by FanDuel, which is the official, official wagering partner of CLNS Media. Make sure you go on and sign up at FanDuel.com slash Boston. Matt, it, first of all, football season has happened, right? There has been a yes. football game played. Not only has there been a football game played, we are less than a week away from a Patriots game being played. I can't wait. It's here. I got uh, in my little office here. I got like a whiteboard on the door and I put a little doodle up there because it's week one. And I can get myself all excited now. Like it's nice to get in game day mode. I can like I can see the jersey in my closet and it's like, oh, I'm actually going to get to wear that for the first mm-hmm. time since May at the draft or April with the draft. So uh Getting getting ready for it and very nice. It's pretty pretty nice. Back. And uh, Matt Matt Menino and I have the same goal, which is he said his goal is <laughs> to not fall asleep in the middle of of the podcast. Uh, that's my goal as well. Just don't fall asleep in the middle of it, and we'll be good to go. Um, speaking of that, Matt, I think is referring to the fact that he did not get the trivia question from last week. He was a little upset about that. DM me the correct answer uh, without looking oh. after, afterwards. But nevertheless. Um, the, the trivia question from last week was um, who the Patriots won two games in 1992, which quarterback led them to those two victories? And, of course, the answer to that, which dark blue gold is the first one to have answered correctly in the chat, is the great Scott Zolak. And so, uh, so yeah, so there you go. So there you go. Yeah. Uh, dark blue gold, yeah. great job on getting that one, and that's a tough one. Well done. Yeah, we'll have another trivia question at the at the end of the show. I got a fun one this week too. I think. Uh, yeah, I think you guys are gonna like it. I see Matt Minetto too. What's uh, what's everybody wearing for jerseys on Thursday? I keep it current. I got my Matt Judon jersey. He just got, he got that contract too. This is of it. I, I got to break it out. What are you What are you wearing, Pat? Uh, so I um, I'm not sure. My house is currently being renovated, um, and so <laughs> I don't really have access to my closet. Though I can probably get to it if I need to. Mm-hmm. Um, but Christian Barmore is the jersey that I have. I don't know if I'll wear that on Thursday night, but I might. I might have to go into the into the construction zone and take my uh, Christian Barmore jersey <laughs> out of there so I can wear it on that's Thursday a, night. That's a good one. See, I, I've mentioned this on the podcast before. I have still been unable to get myself a white uh, Devin McCourty jersey because I have. I have the of the new ones. I have the navy one. I still don't have one of the road jerseys yet. And I want a Devin McCourty, and you can't get it online. I got to go to the pro shop for it. 
wild. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's a little ridiculous. And you know what's – so my daughter's favorite is Marcus Jones, which mm-hmm. is, you know, partly my fault because I love Marcus Jones. And, of course, she started watching Marcus <laughs> Jones, right? So um, they don't have Marcus Jones jerseys in the pro shop. They don't have them. I'm like, Marcus Jones, they're selling Jonathan, they're selling Jack Jones jerseys in the pro shop. Yeah. But they're not selling Marcus yeah, Jones. I guess, it doesn't make I any guess sense. Marcus needs to bring some guns to Logan to get his jersey sold. Uh, let's hope he doesn't do that. Don't don't even yeah. don't even put <laughs> that out into the atmosphere. Out into existence. So that he's like, oh really? That's all I gotta do? All right, I can do that. <laughs> um, it's 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 such a weird selection of jerseys that's available. Um, yeah. It's it's bizarre. So um, yeah, shout out to my dad in the chat. He's going with the uh, the Troy Brown jersey on Thursday. He had the same Troy Brown jersey. You've been, we've been wearing the same one for as long as I can remember. It's still so good. You know the the numbers are coming off a little bit. They're wearing through, but that's so good. Love I love it. Absolutely <laughs> love it. Um, yeah, I have some. I have some old school ones. I have a. I have a Curtis Martin, a white. Curtis Martin from back in the day. And that of course is like, that's when they had the, the, when the numbers were like diagonal, flying Elvis, yeah. bro, it's, it's white. The numbers are red and the shadow mm. is like the blue, blue. Ooh, yeah. That it's so nice. Outrageous. So I I'm love this. The, uh, that's the Super Bowl the 31 Jersey. Super Bowl 31. Yep. Yep. So, yeah. Um, Those jerseys look good. Look, I love the red throwbacks and everything, but I would not hate a '90s throwback in there at some point. People are like, "Oh, those jerseys are so ugly and this and that," and I'm like, "Well, I mean, you're not wrong that they're not like if I if they wore them every week, I wouldn't be happy with it." But the point of the throwback jerseys is because seeing the throwbacks are fun, and part of it is the nostalgia part of it. And there's some real cool nostalgia stuff when you look at it and say, "Wow, that's really." Like that's a really cool one, right? Like that's a, I remember yeah. that back in the back well, in the mid nineties. You know what I mean? And it's it's ugly in a distinctive way, right? Like, it's ugly in a way that looks good, if that makes sense. Well, which I, I like, also yeah. yeah go ahead, go ahead. No, no, I was gonna say that's the same thing with the NBA. Like the NBA has so many cool retro, like the Raptors, the purple Raptors jerseys oh, yes. with the huge Raptor on it. Outrageous! Those jerseys are incredible, but like. They don't wear them, and they're ugly. Like I'm not saying they're not the old Rockets jerseys with the pinstripes, and the user, like those are ugly jerseys, but they were cool. So At least fun. they had yeah. something. Like do, now it's just you, like bland. Do you remember the MLB turn ahead the clock jerseys? If you've seen no. those, they did this whole promotion. It was like what baseball is going to look like in a hundred years or in a thousand years or something <laughs> like that. And it's like, like jerseys were like they're almost like football jerseys with like a big number on the front on the front of on some of them. And then they had like huge just logos and like they had vests. It was like just vests, nothing underneath it. And then some teams were wearing the hats backwards full time. And yeah, if you ever want something real weird and real like, like late nineties, early two thousands, like go like and. It. Go look up the the turn ahead the clock jerseys. I want to see some of those come back. I just that's interesting. I I love the Pats red throwback jersey. Don't get me wrong, but I still do feel some level of objection to a team that calls themselves the Patriots, kind of after the Minutemen, right. wearing the color of their enemy in the Revolutionary War. Like that's that's still weird to me. Yeah, you're not wrong, but they look so nice that it just doesn't matter. Oh, they do. 
they look good. They look good. So like that's what that's what matters at the end of the day. But that, I don't want to see him go to those full time. Keep also shout out the guy. chat here. Matt Menino with an Adrian Phillips jersey. That's impressive. Love it. Oh, he, old... he doesn't have it yet. He's thinking about buying. No, go buy it. Mike, go buy it. I see. I see. I see. Okay. Yeah. And then uh, old Reading, man. Mom, I know it's hard. Well. He just said, looking at those current players <laughs> I have, might go with Adrian Phillips. He's not talking about buying new ones. I thought he was talking about what he was going to wear tonight. He was talking was... about what they have in the shop. Oh, you ah, do it. All right. That's ah, on me. It's on me. Ah. So uh, an old man mob also uh, a Jim Plunkett Pat's jersey. That is outrageous. That's, that's an awesome I love one. that. So that's really that. cool. Yeah, the only the only one that's like that I have is, um, and I'm totally forgetting his name, but the the rookie running back the Pats had in '97, '98, Robert Edwards, or '47. Yeah, I got a Robert Edwards jersey. The aesthetic, the aesthetic of that jersey is cool too, because '47 is such a ridiculous number for a running back. Like just absolutely good for a good running back. Yeah, yeah, it's perfect. So, so I, I had my first jersey ever. We're getting way off on a tangent here. We're, getting, we're, we're bringing <laughs> ourselves back, I promise. My first jersey ever, my first Patriots jersey ever was a Marion Butts jersey. And I was like 10. And it's like the perfect thing of all time. Because like what 10-year-old ten year old boy thinks it's hysterical to be wearing a Patriots jersey that says Butts on the background? Like, butts fantastic. You know what I mean? So, Marion Butts is absolutely going to be the answer to a trivia question at some point this year, oh, just because of that. Oh, it's going to happen. Yeah, it's going to happen. So, yeah. all right, let's get uh, into. Do you want to get into numbers first, or do, would you like to get into uh, players we want to watch first? I think we should do players we want to watch. We'll circle back around to okay. the the jersey number talk at the end. I like that. I like that. I like that. Uh, dark people, you can guess butts every single time. But yeah. listen. When in doubt, just get spots. Yeah, that'll be an answer at some point this year. I can guarantee you that. Exactly. So, yeah. all right, why don't you start? I'm going to let you start with your first guy. We're going to do five each, and then we might have a few kind of extras thrown in there a little bit. But I'm going to let you start with the yeah. first guy, Matt. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I think this is a guy right now who he's kind of become the storyline of a guy who's struggling and not meeting expectations in camp after he had a very strong performance at OTAs. And it's Tyquan Thornton. Um, you know, he's with the second group of receivers now when they're doing drills. Uh, and I don't know how much to make of that. Can't be great for him, but he obviously has talent. And when they threw the ball his way last year, good things happened. So I want to see how he looks when you get him out in pads on the football field for a real game action. It's not practice. Let's actually do this and see what happens. If he's healthy enough to play, I suspect we're going to see a lot of Taekwon Thornton too. That's my guess because they're, they're trying to get a look at these receivers. And I think, I know you got some other receivers on your list. I think we're going to see a lot of Thornton, Booty, and um, Pop Douglas. Yeah. So we're going to see all of them. And Thornton's the one where it's like, all right, we expect the most from him. Let's see what he can bring on Thursday. You know, Thornton is just, you know, look, here's the real hard part for me, right? And I said it, I, you know, I said it uh, in one, one of the instant reaction pods I did this week. When the Patriots were at 22, I wanted them to draft George Pickens. And then when they traded back to 29, I wanted them to draft George Pickens. And then when they traded up to 50, I was like, oh my God, they're going to, they're actually going to draft George Pickens. And they didn't, they took another wide receiver. And so, Unfortunately, he's always going to be linked to George Pickens, right? Now, mm-hmm. I, by the way, 
Pickens was fine last year, but he wasn't incredible. It's not like he was Justin Jefferson last year, he, right? And well, so, had, like, yeah, you know, 800 I know yards, was, but right. he also had like got like 80 targets and 50 catches. So, right. like, he wasn't right. like he was catching everything thrown his way, and he got targeted a lot. There's a really high volume there. Correct, and and so you know, it's hard for me to sit there and you know, it's very hard for people to to look at Tyquan Thornton objectively. And I know mm-hmm. the Patriots kind of had something in mind when they were drafting him. Obviously, they were looking for speed, and he provides a lot of that. But you just haven't seen that from him in training camp. Now, when when you're in a real game, how does that look in a real game? Last year, as you pointed out, he did quite well in real games last year, right? He was he was a good when, when they involved him. When Correct. they involved him, yes, yeah. And so, you know, and so I don't know. Now it's becoming a to be that point where it's like, okay, we're seeing a lot from Booty. We're seeing a lot from Douglas. What are we looking at? Like, what's Tyquan Thornton going to be doing? You know, and, and how is he going to play? And, you know, old man mom just pointed out, can he take hits, right? The the first hit yeah. in the preseason last year, he, he separated his shoulder or, or broke his collarbone in the first, the first yeah. time he was hit. So, you know, yeah. and you there's, have questions, yeah. you know. And there's been, I forget who put the stat together. It might have been Zach Cox who had brought up that stat that the last couple days Thornton was targeted like eight times in in practice. That's like three catch three catches and five passes broken up. Yeah. This is your big worry with him. Can he be can he actually be physical enough at the catch point in the NFL? Because right. he's not we all know he's not the biggest dude in the world. Well that's the thing. We haven't seen yeah. that. And, and everyone's yeah, fat. he's in this Yeah. Well he's it's this tough spot right now where like Devontae Parker is looking really good in camp. Juju is the hot new thing who came in and free agency is a veteran. Bourne is a guy we know is coming through with Mac. Now, Pop Douglas is a really good slot option who has a very different skill set from Tyquan Thornton. In some ways, they're not even competing for playing time here because they're going to play very different roles in the offense here no matter what. But you see Tyquan Thornton gets hurt, and that's and Pop Douglas comes up, and that's when you hear about the offense doing well in camp. And Thornton's out, and then he comes back, and he's with the twos. And it's just... From a narrative perspective, from a fan perspective, it's this is kind of one of those times where you can really get behind the eight ball here, get buried on the depth chart over the next two weeks, and poof, there, there goes your NFL career in New England. Like you're going, you're going to, you'll be on the team this year probably, and then next offseason you're going to find yourself traded somewhere, and it's another another one of these second round busts, another one of these wide receiver busts, and obviously nobody involved wants that to be the outcome here. So I think for Thornton to get back on track, that's got to start. Thursday with something show something on the field. If he's again, healthy enough to be out there and going to get reps. Yeah. I told, couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. And I'm going to take another guy similar in the similar vein as Tyquan Thornton, not the same situation, but in a similar vein as Tyquan Thornton. And that is Joshua Bloodsoe. Bloodsoe is a guy yes. for me that I think when you look at what is going on in the Patriots secondary, there's a ton of incredible athletes. There's a ton of really good players. There's a lot of excitement about this backfield. And, you know, there's some undrafted guys that, you know, they probably aren't going to make the team and whatever. And the, but Bledsoe's not a guy I've really heard much of, right? And here's a guy that last year in training camp, like, was incredible. He looked like one of the best yes. safeties on the team last year. And then he really couldn't find the field during the regular season. So you said, okay, well, fine. He was good and good. And, you know, in training camp, that's nice. You didn't do it once you got onto the football field. And so now this offseason becomes big for him because they have a lot of young guys. Amir Speed is a guy that 
he's really not going to play corner right away, but he's going to be, could be a special teams guy he played like 500 special team snaps at Georgia. You know, Isaiah Bolden is a guy that is raw. He's a raw player right now, but do you, would you keep Josh Bledsoe over Isaiah Bolden at this point? I, I don't know if you would. And if it's me personally, I'm looking at saying Bolden could really develop into something where Bledsoe may have hit that point and he's as far as he's going to go. And we, our safety is, you know, is deep. So, you know, I, I just, for me personally, I look at it and think if Bledsoe is going to make this team, he's going to have to put on a show in the preseason. And that starts Thursday night. Yeah, and I thought I actually he just missed my list to be on the guys we were talking about here because of what you said. He's been so good in camp. The other issue for him is that he might for all we might know he could be a very good safety. He's just behind a lot of guys who are also really, really good safeties. And this is where you prove that you belong on the roster. And I know like we're gonna we're gonna make a lot of you know, they got a lot of good safeties, but you know, Phillips will play a lot in the box. Peppers will play a lot in the box. Seems like Mapu might just straight up be a linebacker right now with how they're using him, and he's not in that conversation. And and Mills is um, out there. I don't think we've heard a lot about him at all in camp, which is, I mean, if he's going to be playing free safety, that's to be expected. But Bledsoe is a guy who can match up with tight ends in theory, and they did that with him at points last year, and I like that. And also, I mean, you've got an opening at free safety here. I don't know if he has the speed for it, he does if you're going to play too high safety stuff. There's there's an opportunity for him here, and it's clear. It's also clear the team isn't like in love with Jalen Mills. Like they almost cut him. And if Jalen Mills comes out, he's just not that good at safety. Bledsoe can take his job. He's good enough to do that. I think. So I want I want to see what he looks like because I'm uh, I'm I I see the promise there in him. Yeah. 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 Um, my should we go with my next player here? Good. Good. Going back over to the offensive side of the ball, I did speed for my first guy. I'm doing speed for my second guy. Give me Pierre Strong. I just, I loved the highlights we've seen from him and the flashes we've seen from him. And now this is an opportunity, you know, put on the pads, do it for real. I want to see what year two of Pierre Strong is going to look like, what he's improved over the offseason. And I just love seeing that speed out on the field. If they can get him in the open field. Uh, and also, you know, how they're going to, how they're going to use him in this offense with Bill O'Brien. I'm very, very curious about that. So I'm excited for some Pierre Strong. You can maybe put a little Kevin Harris in there, but Pierre Strong is kind of my darling, and I want to I want to see something there. Yeah, I mean, he's a guy that – he's the guy you want at running back, right, because he has that breakaway speed. Can you get a guy like that in the open field? Is he a good enough running back to play running back in the NFL? It takes a lot more than just speed to play running back in the NFL – but can he do that, right? And again, they've brought in Zeke. They've brought in Fournette. They've brought in Cook. They've brought, they've brought in a ton of guys. They haven't signed any of them yet. So, you know, what does Pierre Strong look like on Thursday night? What does Kevin Harris look like on Thursday night? Those guys are going to decide really whether the Patriots sign a, a second running back or not, right? So we'll see. But that's a good one. Um, I'm going to go – I'm going to go with uh, – I'm going to go a little special team. You know what? No, I'm going to go back to the offense. No, it's, we'll an obvious, the it's an obvious one. Everyone knows it's yeah. coming. Pop Douglas. I mean, look, the guy has completely dominated, like completely 100% dominated training camp. Everyone's talked about it. Everyone said he's been so good. I've been there. I've seen it. People that have been there have seen it. Everyone's talked about it. Now when it's a real game, 
And, you know, and I don't know how long Max is going to be in the game, but it doesn't matter how long Max is going to be in the game. It doesn't matter who he's playing against. Can he get separation? Can he get open against actual corners during an actual real live game? Because we're sitting here saying, Pop Douglas looks great. That's awesome. That's training camp. What does it look like on the football field when we're going yeah. full speed, 100%, and there's 90 guys trying to make the team on the other side of the fall, on the other side of the ball, too? And you got to try to get open now, right? And so, you know, that's really going to be interesting to see. He's bigger. You know, people have talked about, oh, he's 190 pounds and he's stronger than I thought. And, you know, Pepper's talked about he's he's tougher and stronger than I thought he would be. Great. That's training camp. What's yeah. it going to look like when he gets out on the football field? Why was he drafted in the sixth round instead of a guy that should have been drafted in the first or second round? Right. And so, you know, can he do that? And, and everything we've seen so far says that he probably can. But I really want to see it. I really want to see it on the field. Yeah, no, I'm with you there. And it's I'm just excited because there's been so much hype around a Patriots receiver like this. And it's I want to actually see how this plays out. Um, I'm also just curious, like, what his usage looks like. And I think that's going to tell us a lot about how the team values him. I don't know how many starters we're going to get Thursday night and how long they're going to play. And where Douglas falls into that group will tell us a lot. Like, all right, if they give Mac Jones one series, is Douglas out there with him? Does he get that look or no? You see a guy coming in with Zappy, and when Zappy goes out, he's done. See a guy they're going to give extended looks into the fourth quarter, or I mean, is he going to get like the Marcus Jones treatment from last year, and like he's going to be the guy who everybody's hyped? Then you get to the games, he doesn't even play because they, you know, they feel good with what they'd already seen, and they didn't. Yeah. Um, so that I mean, just from a, from where he is on the depth chart perspective of usage, that's I'm really interested to learn more about how this team sees him. Yeah. 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 And if you're uh, if you're tr- if you're trying to get the ball out to him, you got to protect. My next guy up here, I'm going to go offensive line. I I almost went Riley Reef with this again. I didn't because I'm not exactly sure what the offensive line reps are going to look like. So I went with a guy I know we are going to see. That's Antonio Mafi. At that guard spot, the rumors are that he's looked very good. Evan Lazar had mentioned, I think, over the weekend in one of his articles, um, bringing back the when he was a tackle noise that, hey, if Mafi is good enough at right guard, then you can do the whole you know, plug him in and move on when he out. Don't know if that's going to happen. We haven't seen the team do it in camp. That complicates the extension conversation <laughs> around on when too, if they end up doing that. So that's a whole, I'm not going to delve into that right now. But Mafi's a very powerful player, and I want to see how he looks going full speed. I suspect we're going to see a lot of him. I also suspect that's going to be one of those where we may not notice much on the first watch. We're going to have to sit back, watch the game again, and really get an idea of what they're doing. Uh, Yeah, intrigued to see how he looks, intrigued to see how they use him too, whether it's the left side or the right side, what types of – and this goes for the running game in general. Just what do the schemes look like? Is it better coordinated than it was last year? Do the players know what they're doing? It's our first look at Adrian Clem. So this is a little bit of a, that are also our first look at Adrian Clem here being in the conversation. Agreed. Yeah, agreed. You know, it's funny. Uh, I'm excited to see Mafia as well. And people are talking about, people in the chat are talking about the tackles. And, you know, Dewan Jones is a guy that we highlighted before the draft. And they take Jake Andrews before Dewan Jones goes off the board. And you just sit there and say, man, like, and, and I know Blake, Blake Freeland went the pick before, Jake Andrews went and there was some smoke that Freeland was a guy the Patriots were interested in, but like Jones, just a guy that I thought could play right tackle for the Patriots, you know? And so 
you just you look at it and say, man, if if you know, if if if, of course, we we sit there and, yeah. and say that. But you know, I, what I will say is this: we're also we, you got PFF going out there hyping up Dewan Jones after shutting out Jets backups in the Hall of Fame game. Like it's, I know. he also should do that, and that's. When, oh, I think I agree. Of PFF, when I think of PFF and preseason stats, the first thing that came to mind was was giving Sean Wade the number one overall grade for any corner in the preseason. So let's right. that also happened. That's also quite true. Also, oh, and yes. I'm not, you know, and I'm not even saying it because of what he did on Thursday night, you know. But I, oh, just, yeah. you know, yeah, people, people are talking him. about the he's tackle. A, I mean, he's I a big guy. It's hard to find guys that big, and you know, with the tackle situation, what it is, Calvin right. Anderson is. Uh, we saw him exist on the sideline for the first time this week. I hope things are going well for him. Yep. But and City So does not sound like he's ready at all to play tackle in the NFL this year. No, he got he got smoked a little bit on the on the outside. And, and this, you know, I, I think that's kind of to be expected at this point, right? Um maybe if he was ahead of maybe if not, he was a, ahead of ahead of the curve, but um but I think that they kind of knew that going in. I wouldn't be surprised if he if he gets the Foxborough flu and ends up on the IR before the season starts. Um, yes, and I want to I want to segue that because we got a question I think that ties in perfectly. Gary Sauerbutt asked, "How many offensive linemen do you think they're going to end up putting on the roster here?" I think this is a great question in general, and this is where we're going to start to answer that question. We're going to learn how they like these guys. Yeah, I wouldn't be shocked to see ten make it, but I think my prediction of them having ten make it had Calvin Anderson in the mix. Right. Yeah. We don't know what's going on there. And then had city. So in the mix, and he is definitely a Fox pro flu or a practice squad for a year candidate right now. We don't know what's going on with him. So I think eight or nine is likely. I think a lot's going to de- be determined based on what happens at like your tight end three position. You know, would you rather go with Matt Sokol or city? So for a roster spot, it's just going to be how you're going to use them and how you feel about your depth at those spots who you can get through to the practice squad, things exactly. like that. If I mean, if you had to, if I had to go with a specific number, I think I'd probably guess nine because of the yeah. investment there, nine or even 10. Well, I, and I can't imagine cutting a guy like city. So, right. Maybe you want him on the practice squad and ideally he'd be on the practice squad for you this year, but you can't cut that guy. Whereas if Matt Sokol is your third tight end, you can cut Matt Sokol and feel pretty good about him coming out of the practice squad. Or if Johnny Lumpkin, who someone else in the chat mentioned, if he jumps into your to your tight end three, right? Could could he be a guy that you know mm-hmm. you cut and ends up on the practice squad? Like that's easily you can pass that guy through waivers. So it was a, a fourth round pick. I think you know people like him enough in the league that someone will scoop him up if you draw if you cut him. So you just really can't do that. I don't think at least if you like him. Yeah. Now if you think he sucks and you're like he's never going to be good and you cut him then you cut him right. But if you're trying to get yeah. him back, I think I think that's that would be that'd be a tough move. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. Agreed there. Uh, all right. right. My, next, my next guy is a guy that I mentioned earlier, um, but that is Isaiah Bolden. Um, Isaiah Bolden, oh, of yeah. course, coming from Jackson State and one of those physical freak guys, right? Like 6'3, two, two, you know, 220, runs a 4'3, 40, just an absolute freak. And the question is can he play corner in the NFL? And, and I don't know the answer to that question, right? Can he do it? And so I think you're going to get your first look at whether he can do it or not on Thursday night. And, you know, I think, I think he can be a guy that is productive in the return game. I think I love Marcus Jones returning punts and returning kicks. He was fine. But if, but 
at the same time, if Marcus Jones is going to play defense for you too, you don't want him returning kicks and returning punts and playing defense. That's too much, right? So maybe Bolden's your kick returner, and he is good enough to to rotate in a corner if he has to. And he has that type of size speed where you can look at it and say, okay, this kid projects to be a solid corner in the NFL. We don't know how it's going to look, but he projects to be that guy, you know? Yeah. Well, and this is the, – the team has done very well with the late-round corners, and this is that time of year where J.C. Jackson, you know, made a statement and got himself onto the roster. A guy like Malcolm Butler, this is where that happens. Isaiah Bolden, has, he has everything to be an NFL guy. We just don't know if it if it actually pans out for him. Like, that's it's got it all on paper. It's just such a big jump from where he is that you never know how it translates until you get on the field with the, with the bright lights at full speed and see how see how it plays out. And I hope it works out for him because it's a great opportunity, and I know guys rave about him, and he's got you know size and speed and everything. So, I mean, it'd be – be a great addition to that room and makes your life a lot easier if you just keep stacking really good corners. Got that right. Get that right. Yeah. All right. Who do you got? All right. Well, we're wrapping up here with our, our last guys to watch. Last guy. Yep. Uh, we're keeping it. We're keeping it simple. I'm going to, I'm going to spoil myself here for our, our Jersey number predictions for uh, the, the rookies. Can't wait to see number 99 out Let's there. Go. Just booming punts. Give me price. Is it, is it Beringer or Behringer? I think it's Barringer. I I listened to it on the media guide the other day, and I I already forgot. But uh, yeah, the man from Michigan State with the mustache just going out there booming punts. Uh, very excited to see how good that leg is uh, in a real game. I'm just and he I mean, he's got an elite. Uh, if they let him wear 99, he's got the oh, Rex specs. He's got the mustache. He's got the 99 as a punter. Just I need it. I need, and it's 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 a nice silver line because if the offense isn't very good, at least we get a cool punter this year. Yeah, exactly. I agree. And I'm going to go with the other special teams guy because Chad Ryland is a guy that I'm excited to see because let's Mm -hmm. see it in a real game. You can see it. Look, we've talked about this. I've talked about this ad nauseum. I feel like on here, the leg strength isn't even close. It's not even close. It's clearly he has a much significantly stronger leg than Nick Folkos. It's not even close. The question is, can he continue to be accurate? And can he do it? Now, again, right? Uh, Quinn Nordine had a significantly stronger leg than, than Nick Folk did, too. Most NFL kickers have a significantly stronger leg than Nick Folk. The question is, can you be as accurate as Nick Folk is? If Rylan can show that, and he's done that pretty much in practice as well. He's been pretty consistent in practice. But if he can continue to show that, and he can show the, his, his um, kickoff skills as well, I think the job's already his, but you know, but now we can we can look at it and be comfortable giving that job to this rookie. Yes, yeah, agreed. I just realized that's that's four. I think that we've gone through and not five because I still have one guy left on my list. All right, go ahead, do it. Keon White. I haven't talked about defense on here at all, except for a little Josh Bledsoe talking there. He's just a massive human being. I want to see him hit other human beings and I want to see him make big people look a lot smaller because he's that big next to them. Like I'm just, he's a guy who um, you need to see him in pads, hitting guys out there to really understand the impact he brings. And I uh, just, I can't wait. I love that pick and I'm excited to see him out there. And I'll, I'll throw Marty Mapu into this conversation too. If he goes, I don't think he is going no to shot. maybe next week, but I don't, they said maybe they said maybe, 
But he, he's been in that bed so. non-contact jersey the whole time. There's no way he plays yeah. Thursday. I mean, maybe I unless, guess, he, unless he gets cleared shot. between now and then. But I think it would still be pretty limited. Even if still, that's the case. even yeah. still, why would you? You know what I mean? But I don't yeah, know. yeah. Um, all right, my last guy is, uh, again. Keep it easy, Kayshawn Booty. Look, man, the guy. This was the guy with all the hype when the Patriots drafted him. He had, you know, what had the LSU record of like 230 yards receiving. He had that outrageous game as a true freshman. Can he do that? Can he build off of what he's done the last week in camp and go out mm-hmm. there and show? Now, for for and I wasn't at camp today because I've missed every flipping time that they're in full pads. I've missed it. But <laughs> I, supposedly the catch that he had today was the best catch of camp. It was an outrageous one-handed diving catch. and, and In the rain. In the yeah. rain. And, and so that to me, whew, man, so good. So yeah. so good. I'm I'm excited to see what he can bring. And so again, you know, yeah. And it's and look, it's going to be in the second team, guys. It, a lot of it is going to be, you know, what uh, from Zappy and maybe even from Chase McSorley. And oh, by the way, one other guy that I forgot to Emily mention, Emily Cunningham. That's the other guy I wanted to mention is Cunningham yeah. because we finally saw him a quarterback today. Mm-hmm. I'm excited about that. I think his best opportunity to really make an impact in the NFL is that quarterback, because I don't know if he has the skills to play wide receiver, but he is so shifty and he's so explosive that if he can do a little bit of both, it just makes him so fascinating. And maybe he can turn into an yeah. element type of player, but man, you know, I think he can really, really do something uh, at quarterback. I think that'd be really fun for him to see at least. Yeah, maybe we can get the the best. He might be the best mobile quarterback the Pats have had since. Uh, oh, uh, what's his face? Danny Etling. Danny Etling. <laughs> can we get another preseason moment like that? Well, that'd yeah. be so good. That'd be that'd be something fun. Uh, I think we're doing. Uh, I think we're doing yeah, a word from our sponsors here, yes, and we'll come sir. back. Yeah, let's do it. Take your first swing at betting MLB on FanDuel and get ten times your first bet amount in bonus bets up to $200. That's right. Just bet 20 bucks and you'll land $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. That's 200 you can spend betting everything from the money line to the over under to who you think is going to hit the first home run, all on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus, when you win, you can get paid instantly. There's no better place to bet on MLB than FanDuel, America's number 1 sports book. So sign up today and visit FanDuel.com slash Boston to get up to $200 in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com slash Boston. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. 21 and up and present in Massachusetts. First online real money wager only. $10 deposit required. Refund issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at FanDuel.com slash Sportsbook. Hope is here. Gambling helpline ma.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support. Play it smart from the start. GameSenseMA.com or call 1-800-GAM-1234. Hey, Pat, we got some, uh, we got some breaking Boston sports news. Let's hear uh, it. I don't know if you saw this, but since we've been live, you see the Red Sox? I did not. Pablo Reyes walk off Grand Slam. He plays for the Red Sox, I assume. Yeah, yes. Okay, 
good, good. <laughs> yeah, it was two two in the ninth, and he just launched one with the bases loaded. I'm so I I'm sure that there are people out there still watching the Red Sox. I just I cannot do it. I just can't do it. I I just they exhaust me. They just exhaust me. But and every so, time yeah. they pull you back in, they bring up the yellow jerseys tonight. You get that. See, the funny thing is, Reyes is probably going to get DFA'd tomorrow because <laughs> Trevor's story is coming back. Maybe <laughs> he's the last moment in a Red Sox uniform for a while. Yeah. But, I just, um, you know, I mean, like, yeah. Do you? I mean, you know, I just, I don't know. I just, I don't like, I don't like the doomerism around the team. Like, they're not. They're entertaining, no, at not. least. They well, do I, dumb stuff, and I'm. They do a lot of dumb stuff. You're not. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. But I do think that you know there is a there is an interesting. They they're a fascinating team. I think. I just. I'm just like man. I don't know. Masa's really cool, and you know, like that's awesome. But like, I'm like, how many times can you trade our favorite players, and then like me, then sitting there and saying, oh yeah, no, I totally get it, and I I bought in and. You know, it's, and they're, it's yeah. well, and they're in this really weird purgatory right now too, where it's like they have I think the third best farm system in baseball, and they basically like if the guys right. develop the way they think they will, they have like the twenty twenty four, the twenty twenty five starting lineup, like all ready to go, and it'll all be great players. They won't have to make any moves. But what do you do between now and then? I know. You can't like give up those guys. The team isn't good enough to go all in. Um, right. Well, the hard thing is. The hard part about it is that in baseball, so much of that potential isn't necessarily always realized. They had, I can't for the life of me remember that the left-handed pitcher, I think, who who was like supposed to be the next greatest pitcher of all time. And everyone was like, oh my God, this guy's going to be the best player ever. And he like never made it to the majors because he just sucked as soon as he got to AAA. Like he was awful. And he just, and it was like, this guy was like, can't miss. He was like the number one prospect yeah. everyone. They were like, they're never going to trade him. And then like, he never, he might've played like, he might've had like 10 starts in the majors and he was just yeah. absolutely, he was dog poo. And it was like, they could have gotten the best player in the <laughs> major league baseball for him. You know what I mean? Oh, so it's, it's just hard. It's, you know? it's so tough. When they have like, they've uh, Rafaela, they have Marcelo Meyer, who are guys who like, you feel yeah. pretty good about. I agree. And then I there's agree. a whole, yeah. And it's just, it's tough. I, I, like I, the team's entertaining. I don't like that they seem to get worse on defense every year, and it's probably not great that your guys at the corners of your infield for the foreseeable future, Devers and Casas, are both not very good at defense. Um, uh, yeah. It doesn't yeah. see doesn't seem idea. But you know what? They Duran is fun. The, defense the defense doesn't win. Is, right? Defense doesn't win baseball games. Offense does. All right, but he no. can lose you games. They, you're, they keep yeah, you're not. I know. <laughs> All right. All right, let's That's let's football. let's get back to football and yeah. and we'll get the rookie numbers because Jack is, is say the rookie numbers. I agree, I agree, Jack. I think we're unanimous on Christian Gonzalez. I would say that we're unanimous on Christian Gonzalez here. I win. It's got to be zero, right? Yes, it's got to be. Yes, come on, like y- you have to give him zero. The other only the only other alternative is to give him twenty four, and Josh Bledsoe already has twenty four. Zero has to be the number. That's yeah. it, Christian Gonzalez. Do well, it. Yeah, and it's like it's more as if he wasn't in that like, if twenty wasn't retired, like maybe you go somewhere like that. Like you know, it's got to be zero. I can't. Yeah, I, just, I can't imagine him taking anything other than that. Good point. Good point. Yeah. Yeah. Um. All right. So. What do you got for white? Because that's like a complete crapshoot. I have no idea. So, so I got. I'm gonna make kind of a double prediction here. 
okay. for Keon White. I'm saying Thursday night we're going to see him in 94 out there. Ooh, I like that. But his college number is number six. It's true. Cur- currently held by Nick Falk. Correct. Falk does not make the roster and doesn't stick around on the practice squad. If he doesn't keep that number, I think we're going to see Keon White switch for the regular season just like we saw Jack Jones do last year. So I, I like that idea. However, right now he is listed as a defensive end. Defensive yes. ends are not allowed to wear numbers below 50. So unless the Patriots switch oh, his okay. position to linebacker, he cannot wear number six. If he's a defensive end, it's not possible. Interesting. I I, I had no. thought they opened it so anybody could wear single no. digits. No. Okay. The linemen, they don't care about the linemen. Defensive and offensive linemen are like, no, you have to stay in the 50s and 60s. That's it. So and then the I mean the, the defensive linemen are able to win yeah. the nineties too, but like yeah. but they're they give me yeah, they give me ninety-four. It's uh, it's like as far away. I like it. It's six six off from a hundred. That's like the closest. What are you uh, uh what are you going with? Good, I like that. hundred minus six. Yeah. I like that. That's a good one. I had yeah. him in I had him in fifty. Uh for no reason other than it looks cool. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he's a cool guy, he like plays well. It's like, you know, that'd be fun to see him in fifty. But I, I like ninety-four. As you say that, I'm like, ooh, I kinda like that number. So well, he's such a big physical guy. Like, I feel like he needs one of those big numbers to match it. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. What do you What do you got for uh, Marte Mapu? Marte Mapu, I struggled with this one, man. Uh, but I'm gonna go with number thirty. He wore number five in college, which is currently being worn um, by Jabril Peppers. Peppers isn't giving that up anytime soon. I'm gonna go with number thirty. Um, Interesting, because it's a cool linebacker number, and Mapu. You know, can play safety, can play linebacker, but I think I think he's gonna play linebacker. So yeah. See, what I noticed going through stuff, he wore five at Sacramento State. He also wore fifteen there before. True. And he seems to have just be in the fifties a lot. I don't know what they do for senior bowl numbering when he had fifty four there. I thought about fifty four for Mapu. Um yeah. I landed on fifty. Seems like he likes the number five. Yeah. I think fifty yeah. that works for him. I will also add here. 15's currently taken by Corliss Waitman. And sure. assuming he doesn't end up sticking around here and that opens up, I could see Mapu swapping swapping down to number 15 once we get to the regular season. I like that too. I like that idea. Yeah. I like that but idea. I, I think he likes the number five. I think there's going to be a five in it. I like it. I like it. Yeah. yeah. I think the 50 makes a lot of sense. My dad agrees with you, by the way. Um, so, um, <laughs> glad to hear it. All right, what do you got for Jake Andrews, who it probably isn't going to play Thursday night, but I'm assuming they'll announce yeah. it anyways, right? Well, he's been he's been practicing, right? He should play. Uh, I thought he was hurt. No, no, no. Maybe you're right. Then, yeah. Jake Andrews was hurt, but now he's not. Okay. I think he's back now. Yeah, yeah I think you're right. I threw him in 54. Um, I don't really have a reason for it. Uh I just it's that feels like a well he's I think he wore fifty five for high school and college and that's not open with Uche there so fifty four is just kind of it's the it's the next closest that isn't retired because he can't take fifty six seems like he likes a low number for a lineman yeah. so we'll go with fifty four yeah. yeah he um I went with fifty three it's kind of like the same thing it's one of those you know lineman's like, tough he wore fifty five at Troy. He wore 77 at the Senior Bowl. I'm like, oh, he likes the double yes. numbers, but he can't wear 66 because Cody Rusty. So I was like, I don't know. And, and he can't even do 77 because of Trent Brown. Well, of There's course, no... Trent. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, there's no yeah. double numbers for him anywhere. Right. So, so yeah, so that's what I went with uh, with 53 for him. Uh, yeah. City like so, so, yeah. so, 62 in college. I went mm-hmm. with 61 for City So. Ooh. Uh, harkening, so back, harkening back to uh, to Marcus Cannon. A solid right there. Yeah. See, I went the other way. with I went 72 for him. There you go. Right, like especially with it's this is a weird thing but like whenever i play I, I do this especially with like the ncaa football video games when i'm like making my rosters yeah. all my centers wear numbers in the 50s my guards are in the 60s my tackles were in the 70s that's just it. how i do it when i'm like making my rosters um so the yeah, city so he's gonna play tackle all right we're give, give him our number in the 70s give him 72 yeah yeah all right uh a tony mafi next one up what do you got <laughs> 58. I don't know. He seems he seems like a guy in the 50s to me. Yeah, we're unanimous on that one. I got 58 as well. I just Look he's at that. also he's also so big. He's like big yeah. and fat. You know what I mean? No offense. But like <laughs> he's like he's just he's just squat and 58 just looks cool on a guy that big, I think. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that works for him. And it's open now with uh, Anthony Jennings into 33. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, uh, which I'm intrigued to see that. Yeah. Yes. All right, Chad. Chad Ryland wore thirty-eight in college. Yes. What a weird number for a punter. Um, I didn't know what the hell to do here. I considered twenty-eight, uh, but I'd settled on sixteen. I was waffling here. I've actually had him at sixteen for a while. But I was thinking about it, and I figured they might let, let do a double up here because it doesn't seem like Trace McSorley is. Going to be sticking around here. I thought and I'm saying they're idea. just, I think they're just going to let him double up and take 19, which is, you know, half of 38 and gets him down into that range. The math teacher uh, yeah, appreciates that by you because I yeah, thought of the I same. That was the first, that was my first thought. Yeah. But it's like they're not, like he's not getting 38 away from Ramondre Stevenson. No. I don't think, I mean, he could go 28. He, I forget where, but I think he, he wore 19 at some point in his past. I'm pretty sure. Maybe yeah. in high school or something. Yeah. So I'll, we'll go 19 for Ryland. But I think you could, especially because kickers can have all kinds of numbers now, I think you could put put him anywhere. I'll be curious to see if they kind of set aside num- lower numbers for those guys or they just let them pick whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'm interested to see that about that. And the other yeah. part of it, too, is that you can't – like, it's just the preseason. I have a few here where I doubled up. It's just the preseason. You can double up. What they don't typically like to do is double up in the same position group. So, like, you don't want to have two or, offensive yeah. linemen that were the same number, but you can have an offensive lineman and a defensive lineman, or you can have a Yeah, you don't do it on the same side of the goal. You know what I mean? So, yeah. so right, right. A wide receiver and a and a D-back, it's, like, no big deal. You know what I mean? So, yeah. it just really depends on what position they play. All right, I'm going to I'm gonna yeah. kick it to you to Pop Douglas because I think – oh, Matt says he's starting to hear an echo of my audio, so I'm not sure where that's coming from, but that's what he said. Um, that's not – yeah. I don't know. Uh Pop Douglas, I assume we're on the same page. What do you think? Well, um, did you see my tweet the other day about this? I think you might have. I think I might. Uh, yeah, yeah. Give him that Dion Branch Super Bowl MVP eighty three. Mm-hmm. It just works, and it's. I love my single digit receivers, but when's the last time we had um, a really good wide receiver with a number in the eighties? I mean, Kendrick Bourne, but like. Having a, a young guy come in, rocking number in the eighties, like that's, I like it. And it's it, you get like the the big number on a little guy. I think that's kind of funny too. <laughs> yeah, 
No, that's a good point. That's a good point. I like that. Matt Menino says 80 for Douglas. That's a lot of pressure, man, for a slot guy wearing 80. With his coach. And it's his oh. coach's number. Yeah. I a could lot. see it. I, I could see, see it. it. That's a lot. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. Kayshawn Booty is up next. Kayshawn Booty wore one and seven in college. Mm. Um, I went a little off the board here. I went 81. Oh, that's exactly what I did. Kept the yeah. digit, moved it up to the age. Not a lot of numbers available in the low ranges here. No, um, no. And it's right now, I think the only number we have available through this is 16, which is like one of the uglier numbers out there. Yeah. So, and I gave it to Ryan, so not even that. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Yeah. So that's like 16 might just go to someone, but um, yeah, not. Yeah. I think you'd rather have 80 than 16. Right. Baron, we already. Barringer, we already mentioned, he's 99. Give, 99. give him 99. Yeah. That's it. Done. See you later. Like, yes. it's happening. Yes. Um, Amir Speed. What do you think about Amir Speed? I threw 28 out there. I don't have a good yeah. reason for it. I'm just throwing it out there. Nah, it's just... It, I, I, I don't mind it. Like, really, honestly, for me, give Speed whatever number he wants. I don't care. Like, it's one of those yeah. weird ones where he doesn't really play anything. You know what I mean? He's like, he, he's oh, like yeah. not really a corner. He's more of like, you know... So, um, but yeah, well, he, I, I like he always wore single. Di- he wore single digits in college too. And yeah. it's like, he's, he's not good enough to get one of those. I could see him in like 16 too. If yeah, that's that still that around happen. when he picks too. Uh, he yeah. seems to get weird numbers. So I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. And we've got Isaiah Bolden up next. I'm curious where you went with this. I went with 32. He was 23 in college. Oh, so I just inverted. The I don't think they're, I don't think they're giving that number out again. I think they should retire 32, but that's my opinion. You think so? I, I'm, I'm a Devin McCourty, like, Stan. I love that, too. I know. But. I know. But, yeah, I mean, it, listen, Rob Gronkowski left. They gave the number to Trey Nixon. Okay? So, like, you know. That's that's <laughs> true. That's true. Not that no, I, right. they, they respect Devin a hell of a lot more than they do, than they do Rob, Rob Gronkowski. Don't get me wrong. But I think yeah. that uh, it gets Gronk's a certain gonna point. going to get into the hall when he didn't get his number retired. So, yeah. Correct. It, it gets to a certain point where yeah. you really just – you can't really retire numbers. And and I think that that, that, that makes – to me, yeah, that it's, makes it's, sense. It's just going to be 12, I think. And that's – yeah. Right. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going with 37 here. I don't know why, but I, I like it. Bolden, I feel like it fits for him. Something, something about that vibes for me. So I'm going yeah. 37 there. I like it. I like it. Also, Gary, yeah. they did not retire Gronk's number. They gave it to Matt Sokol. Killing Legend. it. Killing it. Um. All right. Next up is Malik Cunningham. What do you get for Cunningham? And now we're now we are to the. Uh, oh, with, your, oh yeah. with it. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I went with, with. You didn't think you didn't think we were going to UDFA's. You people out there listening, we're we hard. are. We're, We're hardcore committed. on this podcast. Um, <laughs> I went with the only quarterback number still available to me at this point that wasn't doubling up, and that's 16, which I hate and I think is absolutely gross for an athletic quarterback like Malik Cunningham. I feel like they'd let him double up with something small. He wore three. I don't I don't think they'd let him take three because uh, Mac Wilson's like could make the roster. I, I could see him maybe doubling up with like a 15. I don't know, it's tough. Just there's not maybe, maybe they let him take like 9 or something and double up like I don't no, know dude, something don't, single digits. Don't overthink it. Don't overthink it. Double up what? with Mac and give him give him 3. 
Like, just give them three for the preseason, and then you see yeah. how things check. You know what I mean? So it's one of those yeah. things where it's like, you know, he Mac Wilson's on defense, Malik's on offense. You give him three, he's got three, and then you know you gotta go from there. You know what I mean? And and, yeah. and again, end of the preseason, he's still wearing three. Probably not, but whatever. He's wearing three for the preseason. Doesn't really matter. I'm good to go. You know what I mean? Yeah. So All and right. again, maybe so, he doubles oh, up yeah. with Waitman and he gets 15 or something like that. But to me, it's like yeah. if you can double him up with someone, give him three and go from there. Three makes sense. Yeah, I could see that. Um, yeah, I'll switch to three. I'll switch mine to three. Okay. All right. Yeah. Johnny Lumpkin. What do you got? Eight. I got 80 for him. That was, the, that was the only number in the 80s left. He feels like, I think he wore 88 in college, which obviously yeah. was taken by Gasicki, but big block and tight end 80 feels right. Did I, is 89 retired? Yeah. It it's is. It's a Bob D. Right. Yep. I forgot that 89 was retired. Uh, then, yeah, it's going to have to be 80. Or again, 81 if you want to. You know, or he can. Give. Or he can he can go down into the forties. He's he allowed to grab a number in the forties. He could, that's true. But there's not a lot of yeah. him in the forties either. So oh, he's doubling up with somebody there. Right. Right. <laughs> there's forty. It's, it's wait, forty retired. Forty's retired for Mike Hayden, so that's not available. Right. And everything else, he'd be doubling up with somebody. So that's the thing. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's one of those, one of those yeah. things. All right, Jordan Heilig. Heilig. Highly, I got that from the media guide. All right, Jordan yeah. Heilig. Uh, I went with 30 for him. 37. Come on. 37. Right. Let's go. So we're just mixing up the same couple numbers in the 20s and 30s for all these guys. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And the last uh, two, the last two, it's funny. I did pits and didn't do Tavai, and you did Tavai and didn't do pits. So for pits, I had him doubling up uh, with Peppers at number five. And just said, yeah. just give him five and kind of go from there. Because I, I believe he I, wore five uh, in college. I think he wore one. Or maybe he did. When I had briefly Googled no, him. You know I gave him I six. Right. Uh, now, that I, now that I moved uh, Malik Cunningham off of 16, I'll give 16 to Pitts. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Well, there you go. And then for Tavai, I got 71 as a defensive lineman. That just kind of feels like that's something they've done. They just kind of throw a number in the 70s to the back. I like it. Defensive like lineman. It. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a fan. I'm a fan of that. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see how many of those end up being right. But, you know, we, we cover the important stories here. That's it. That's Nation Network. Yeah. That's it. hundred percent, man. This is what we do. This is what we do. Yeah. You know, this, this, yeah. Is, this is the, this is the, uh, the content that you want and the content that you need. Yes. That's why you're here. Yes. You know? Yes. Yeah. Uh, the, the one more thing to look forward to on Thursday, the new stadium with the scoreboard. I am hyped. It's going to be nice. The videos, really the pictures nice. look amazing. You were in there. How, how big is it? It is outrageously big, like outrageously big. And, and, you know, it's it's one of those things for me. I mean, I took the wor- one of the worst selfies of all time uh, trying to get it, trying to get like some of the some of this board into it. But like it's impossible to fit into a picture. It's so big. It's outrageously big. And yeah. so, you know, and, and what I think is cool about it is that you have, you know, the the. um the, what's called the lighthouse going above it. It just looks awesome. It looks awesome. And then they actually brought us on a tour of it, which was great. I thought, I thought it was great. Um, it's just, it's cost prohibitive to get in there. I mean, there's no, you have to, it's 2,500 a year per ticket and you have to, you have to do three years guaranteed and do two tickets in there. So you're to looking get at, into the lighthouse. 
No, 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 no. To get into the to oh. get into the the luxury boxes that are in there. Oh, it's oh, like yeah. an Optum Club. It's like the Optum Club on the yeah. other side, similar, right? But you're looking at fifteen thousand dollars right after right off the bat, and that's along with the tickets that you already have, right? But that's... it's incredible. It's it's unbelievable. Yeah. The view is outrageous. It's 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 unreal. And so, like, if you have the disposable income, it's incredible. And, and it's one of those yeah. spots where I'm like, man, I don't have the money for it. But if I did. I would 100% do it because it's great, you know. You will be able to get into um, into the lighthouse. I don't, I don't know what the lighthouse would will look like on game day. I don't know if you'll be able to get up there. I know there's a, there's supposed to be an observatory up there that you can see everything. I don't know what it will be like during game day though. So I'm not sure if you'll be able to get there on game day and or not. I'm not 100 percent on that one. So yeah, um, have to report back to us, Pat, once you uh, find I that will. out. I will. Yes, yes. Um, but it's just fascinating, and, and it just you know you look at some of the stadiums out there and you see like some of the grandeur, right and and you talk about, oh, Chris, thank you so much. Your dad just said if he wins Powerball, he's going to buy it for me. That's it's very nice. Thing. I appreciate that. Goodbye <laughs> uh, for him and not me. I, I see uh, hey, man, I'll take you to a game. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> so uh, again, again, if he gets Powerball, I, I'm sure you'll be, you might be getting a few, a few Patriots tickets out of it. Um, but you know, it's one of those things for me that like you talk about going to Jerry World, right, down in Dallas, and you talk about going to some of these other stadiums that are just like incredible, right? And Gillette is kind of getting to be that, getting to be that way where this becomes, you kind of have to go, you go to Patriot Place, you see all the stuff around it, and now the the you know, it kind of takes your breath away. You get in the stadium, you're like, oh my god, look at the size of that thing, look at how cool it looks, you know. So, and all of it's all there, right? The Pro Shop and the Hall of Fame, and then the, the it's just, it's really cool. It's very well done. It's like this whole thing, and of course. It's been a long process. For the last two years, they've been working on it nonstop. Literally, they're literally working on it 24-7 right now. Like, they're literally yeah. there round the clock to try to get this done before the season starts. But, like, when it's done, it's going to be incredible. And I think that, that yeah. that's why they've done this. and That's why they've, you know, thrown that money into it. It's been great. Yeah, excited to see that payoff. Uh, looks great in the pictures, so I can't wait to see it in person. And we'll get a first look of it for a game day somewhat game day atmosphere right. on Thursday. Counts. And that's, well, I think it's what, two road preseason games this year. So we're going to see it on Thursday and we're not going to see that stadium for basically another, another month here. Matter of fact, exactly one month from yeah. Thursday is the first home regular season game. We're so close. I can so taste it. August 10th is the regular, is the home game. And then September 10th is the regular season game. So yeah. there you go. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. Yeah. All right. All we're right. going to have our trivia section yeah. here. I want to mention something before we do that. Yes. Which is just, we saw the report this week. Stefan Gilmore, apparently, uh, Pats were interested in trading for him. I thought that was interesting, given that they drafted Christian Gonzalez. Um, I, don't, I wonder, I mean, it's, if they were looking to trade for him, they must have thought the relationship there is salvageable. This tells me they've been looking for an elite man corner. And they were looking on a number of avenues. I wonder what happens in the draft if they do end up getting Gilmore. What do they do in that first round? I don't think they still take Gonzalez, but maybe they do. Um, right. Very, very interesting. And they've invested a lot into the corner position. You know, you re-sign Jonathan Jones. You draft Marcus Jones. You draft Jack Jones. You draft Christian Gonzalez. And you're in on a guy like Stefan Gilmore. It's a lot of investment. 
Well, and I think I think what it shows a few things. First of all, like you said, the relationship part of it I think is fascinating because obviously they felt like the relationship is still there and it's still salvageable. Clearly, otherwise they wouldn't have been in discussions about making the trade for him. The other part of it is I think what you, what you see from Belichick is this understanding of where you play. Right. And and we've been talking about it and I've talked about it all offseason. And I think we both have done a pretty good job of, of kind of being on top of that. That like you play against in the AFCs now, you got some really high powered offenses. In the AFC in general, you got some really high powered offenses. If you want to be able to compete with those teams, sure, you gotta be able to score with them too, obviously. Yeah but you really got to be able to slow them down and stop them. And in order to do that, you need two things. You need a pass rush and you need guys that can cover. And so what have they done? They've gone out and they've gotten guys that can rush the passer. They've gotten athletic guys at all three levels of the defense, right? And you just look at the this year's draft is the perfect example. They draft Christian Gonzalez in the first round. They draft Keon White in the second round. They draft Marte Mapu in the third round. Literally the exact like it's the exact same thing they're looking for, right? They've focused on Marcus Jones, on Jack Jones, on Kyle Duggar, and they've they've in made in specific investments into these players that can stop these offenses. Everyone says, Well, you know, what about the offensive scoring with them? And the, they drafted Taekwon Thornton, they traded for Devontae Parker, they signed Kendrick Bourne, they signed so. They've Juju. done things on offense as Mike well, Gusecki. right? Juju, Gusecki, right? Hunter Henry, so on and so forth, right? A bunch they've of done, offensive linemen. Like... Right, they, they drafted Mac Jones at 15 overall, right? So so they've done yeah. all these things offensively as well. But I think when you look at the defense, it's this specific need to stop the pass. We know we have to yeah. stop the pass, and it's how, how can we stop the pass? And I think that, yes. you know— Everything you can throw at it. So that means if that means trading for Stephon Gilmore, who's getting paid a lot of money and left here on kind of a sour note. Hey, what the hell? Give it a shot, you know, because he can yeah. help us stop the pass. And your your season has ended two years in a row in Buffalo because you can't cover Stephon Dix. Right. Right. That's kind of in some ways the search here. And it's they, they've had issues beating the Dolphins, too, with the receivers they have. And I'm not as sold on the Jets weapons as everybody else's. But Garrett Wilson is a good receiver. And like you got to be able to shut down those guys. If okay. you play in this division, you either have you have to be able to match it. Or you have to be able to stop it. They're investing a lot in trying to stop it. And if everybody else is going after the receivers, then. Uh, it's an expensive market to be in. If you think you can get corners uh, a little bit cheaper or a little bit more value there, then I like it. Yep. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. All right. Before we get into a trivia question, though, we have our final segment of the uh, of the All day. Right. So here we go. Let's stay in sports history. And now for something we think you'll really like. This week in sports history. All right. So I'm going to go first here. I'm going to go back to... Today, which is August 7th, 1954, when mm-hmm. England, Robert, Roger Bannister beat Australia's John Landy in the mile at the Empire Games in Vancouver. It is the first time ever that two men, two men, sorry, ran sub four minute miles in the same race. How about that? Wow. Wow. 1954. So there you go. Think about how yeah. fast. Think about how fast that is. Four minimum. Uh, here's what I want you to think about, right? Really, what's what's insane to me? 
when I run as fast when I was in high school, I ran as mm-hmm. fast as I possibly could around a track one time and like almost died <laughs> and 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 ran it like just over sixty seconds. These guys did that four times. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's insane. It's think about how fast. It's, it is. It, yeah, I can't. I can't. I've never been fast. Like never, they nobody's ever accused me of being fast. Yeah, right. I, I boggles my mind. What blows my mind is they would have been running a mile race, and I would have been running a four hundred one quarter of their race, a quarter one fourth of their race, and when they would have beat me in my own race, how is that even possible? I would have been running as fast as I possibly could, and they would beat me to a quarter of their race. It's insane to think about how fast it is. Yeah, it's incredible. That's something else. Mine. Uh, we got another another athletic feat here, uh, but we're going we're going strength and not speed on this one. August seventh, two thousand seven, San Francisco San Francisco Giants slugger Barry Bonds hits his seven hundred and fifty sixth career home run to break Hank Aaron's record. Oh goodness! It's just controversy. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, but uh, you know I, I could sit back and watch Barry Bonds highlights all day. <laughs> It just the stuff he did was ridiculous. Ethical, no, but entertaining to watch, one hundred percent. One hundred percent. Yep, agreed. Yeah, yeah. Right. we're doing the uh, doing the trivia question. Let's do the trivia question. Matt has the trivia question for you. We're going to give you about thirty seconds after the trivia question, then we're going to go. By the way, I, here's what I was thinking: Should yeah, yeah. we make it a little bit harder and give them one out of the three, and then so they have to choose no. two of them? No, 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 no. I want to. Well, well, I want to. I want to let them let them pick here. All right. Yeah, um, I have I have something like that for another question lined up right. for later. For those who are new to this and don't know the deal, we're doing a trivia question at the end of every single one of these episodes. The first person in the chat or the comments anywhere to answer the question correctly is going to be entered into a drawing to win something we haven't figured out yet as the prize, but it'll be something Patriots related from the pro shop or a pro shop gift card, something along those lines later this season, the more correct answers you get, the more entries you will get for the drawing for that. So you're going to want to make sure you stick around for these and uh, submit your guesses for these. And by the way, what we're doing, we're going to be doing two episodes per week, right? Starting this week, we got one Thursday night. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna be doing two ep- two trivia's a week, so you're gonna get yeah. more in. Yeah, lots lots of opportunities for it. So stick around to the end because you got a, you got a chance to win some pads gear here. You know you want it. This uh, this one this trivia question only has it has three correct answers, three possible answers. The first one to get one of them is going to be the the one who gets the entry here. So. Three players are tied for the most two-point conversions in franchise history with four each. Name one of them. Um, uh, we'll see what happens there. We're not going to give away who, uh, who gets it right live here as, as, we, uh, as we sign off. We don't want to spoil it for anybody who's coming in later doing this uh, for themselves. But, um, yeah, this is, I think this one's a little bit tougher than the it's ones tough we've one. had in the past. And, it is uh, a tough one. Yeah, we'll see. Us. We'll see if see if anybody is uh, is able to get this. Pat, would you have gotten this if I hadn't told you the answer? Probably not. No, probably not. <laughs> I would have. I would have given uh, an answer that we've seen. My dad texted me with an answer as well. That's wrong. Um, <laughs> that's the answer I probably would have given. Um, and uh, but so that's the thing. So but anyway, so we'll see. My mom yeah. was is not the correct answer. No, she did not. No, I don't know if no. Matt's mom did, but my mom did not. 
No, um, definitely not. No. Oh. Well, it was a lot of things, but uh, no, uh, no two point reception. No no. well, yeah. What are you going to do? Um, yeah. Listen, thank you so much. It's been a great episode. Uh, a great. Yeah. Um, uh, a great episode, I guess. I guess I'll say it. I'll just chew yeah. my own horn. Say it was a great episode. Yeah, I appreciate okay. I appreciate everyone in the chat. Thank you so much for coming through. I always love interacting with everyone and and going back and forth with everyone and the insightfulness that everyone's brings and yeah. the questions. And I also love one of the things I love is that while we're talking, there's people in the chat having conversations too. I love it. It's great. It's fantastic. It's That's what it's we want. To see, it, 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 that must be like the the live stream equivalent to when you're um, teaching in class and there's like a side conversation in the classroom. Yes. Well, yes. <laughs> except I want everyone paying attention to me when I'm teaching. In class. Yes. So. You know that's, that's a little different story. I'm okay with I'm okay yes. with the uh, the conversation going to happen going yes. on be, uh, yes. behind the scenes here. So, anyways, and, uh, well, thank we'll you so much, guys. Thursday night. Yes. Oh, Taylor, showing up. Taylor, you. love you, brother. CLNS has uh, pulpit legend. That's right, baby. Uh, so yes, yeah. Thursday night after the game, we'll be live with another live stream, uh, breaking down, giving an instant reaction to the game. Yeah. As we and do you'll be there at the game. game. I will not be there at the game. Uh, we, okay. we actually donate. Um, so preseason, we decided a long time ago, we don't really go to preseason games. So we decided we every year donate our tickets to the, to the Jimmy fund. Um, nice. and it's great. It's a great cause. And the kids, like we get to make every now and again, they'll send like a letter and like here, it's just, it makes your day like seeing, you know, yeah. those kids and those families and what they have to go through to be able to, you know, Give them one night of relief, even if it's just one night. It's just it, it's it's so worth it, you know. Beyond yeah. whatever the money doesn't matter, you know. It's like it's yeah. it's worth it. So yeah. So I haven't been to a preseason game in a while. I went once with my daughter like a few years ago when she was when she was young and wanted to go to a game. We're like all right, we'll take you to one. Um, but uh, but no, I haven't been in a while. So I will I will be ready for the live stream uh, right after the game. So. Yeah, pretty pretty shortly after the game, we should be uh, should be live on Thursday night with our thoughts. Hopefully, right. lots of good ones. I hope. Let's and no injuries, no injuries. That's, that's it. On either all, side, no injuries. On either side, because yes. by the way, they're playing they're playing a Houston team that has a lot of young, talented, fun players. Same thing. It's like the last thing you want to see is and one of those guys get hurt. So, and it's like half Patriots on that team right. too. I really, saw put the Zach Cock put the list together. Andrew Beck, former preseason legend, Byron Cowart, Dalton Keene, Shaq Mason. I didn't realize he ended up over yeah, there. Derek right. Rivers, yeah. D'Angelo Ross, and Eric Tomlinson, the tight end. Oh, Gary, 1 a.m. start time is perfect. You just got to get up a little earlier. That's all. <laughs> no big deal. Go to bed at like 4, you know? Go to bed at 4, wake up at 1230, and you're good to go. You get yourself a yeah. full eight hours of sleep, you know. See, see, I'm I'm going to bed at four after the game if that's the case. I'm staying up <laughs> till one a.m. to watch it. I'm a night owl, so I got I, me too, me too. But you know, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. All right. but all right. Well, we'll thanks, guys. Thanks, and uh, we'll talk to you Thursday.